I'm Sadie. I'm American and I'm living in Japan. Konnichiwa. I'm Akane. I'm Japanese and I'm living in US. And this is the Foreign Exchange Program. In this show, we invite you to listen in on our insightful discussions about language, culture, society, and personal experiences living and thriving in a foreign country. Okay, so what are we talking about today? We are going to share the results of a little research experiment we did on ourselves. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but <laughs> just hold on. <laughs> Let us explain ourselves. <laughs>、um, so, what we researched is essentially what long term exposure、um, to our second language. Does to our first language? Does the second language affect the way that we speak our first language after being surrounded by it for so long? Yeah. So, like in my case, when I speak Japanese with my Japanese friend or family, how my English knowledge or my experience with using English influenced on using Japanese? Exactly, and vice versa for me, right? And you know, I, I personally really enjoy this kind of stuff. If, <laughs> if you guys don't know, Akane and I both studied linguistics when we were in school, and we had to do language related research. We had to, but <laughs> we actually kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was、and、really interesting. Yeah, so we thought we'd break out our little. Uh, amateur linguist knowledge and do some research here too, just for fun. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy, yeah. If not, if you guys don't enjoy it, at least we enjoyed it. So, you know, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Okay, so I'll go over some of the things that I noticed about myself.、Um, And again, this is how being exposed to Japanese for a really long time has affected the way that I speak English.、Um, I've been in Japan for several years. So I've heard Japanese every single day,、mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the day <laughs> for a very long time. And I did find a few things、mm. that、um, I noticed. Patterns in that I picked up or had some weird, I don't know, change in my English. So, the first thing that I noticed, and I noticed it come up several times as I was paying attention to my speech, is、uh, something called article deletion. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, I, this means words like a, the, an, I would drop them、eh. in situations where, you know, grammatically they're expected. And again, I noticed this several times. So, an example of a sentence that I s- started was、um, instead of when I was a high school student, I would say, when I was high school student, That's not right. <laughs> But I would say that. <laughs> And yeah, it, it's uh, it's the, it's both both types of articles 
definite and indefinite. This was very surprising to me to notice, but. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't I didn't know that it's possible because I mean, of course, native speakers like doesn't matter any uh, language speaker make mistakes. But I imagine article derision is not common mistake as a native speaker. It's not. And again, I think this this directly relates to being exposed to Japanese specifically. Because Japanese does not use articles mm. in the language. And so when Japanese speakers try to speak English, a lot of the time, what I hear from them in English and Japanese is no articles. Mm. So no articles in Japanese. It's not a concept. And then when they, if they try to speak English, they also don't use articles or they have a really hard time speaking using articles and so I think the mixture of hearing Japanese and Japanese English <laughs> both kind of affected me in that way mm. so in your daily life do you think you are more exposed in Japanese than English overall uh, if I'm out, if I'm out of my house, definitely more Japanese than English. If I'm at home, it's more English based. Mm. Um, but yeah, this this was really surprising. Mm. <laughs> like you said, it's not it's not an issue that native speakers would generally have. But again, I think it's just hearing so often either not having to think about articles when speaking Japanese mm. or always getting feedback from uh, Japanese speakers using English and not using articles mm, that's interesting <laughs> did, yeah. did anyone uh, tell you you didn't say articles no nobody corrected um... me nobody even paid attention or noticed I don't think <laughs> it's something that I noticed about myself when I was really paying attention but nobody said anything mm, when I maybe, made those mistakes yeah still they can communicate it and they can get what you're talking about totally so it doesn't matter right you know articles they serve an important function but they're not the most important words in a sentence mm. most of the time you can often still get the meaning, like you mm. said, of, of the sentence without the article. So even if I drop it, people can still like, okay, I get I get what they're trying to say. Right. Mm, that's really interesting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh I would be curious if any other native English speakers had this sort of issue or noticed this sort of issue. And it's not all the time, right? Mm. But every once in a while I would notice myself doing this. Mm. It's <sighs> I have a question. Yeah. So before you moved to Japan or before you intensively learned Japanese, mm -hmm. did you have this issue? No, not at all. Wow. Not even a little. It didn't exist. I, I had no problem like this. <laughs> it's really interesting. I know. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. And now I have to try and like be aware and not make these mistakes because it's 
maybe if this progress you speak english like japanese <laughs> i yeah who knows right it's possible <laughs> i don't want that to happen but it's it's possible i would speak japanese english instead of native english <laughs> japan english <laughs> oh no <laughs> But yeah, that was the biggest issue I'd noticed.、Mm-hmm. Um, dropping again, both uh, and and the definite、mm-hmm. and indefinite articles. And another thing that I noticed, which I think is pretty common regardless of the language you pick up, actually, there are certain words, small words or utterances that I. Would use instead of, I would use the Japanese version instead of the English version. I don't know why, it just like comes to my mind more quickly.、Mm. For example, like ma, <laughs> <laughs> I say ma a lot. <laughs> It's Japanese, but even when I'm speaking English, I find that I put ma in what、uh... I'm saying a lot more. <laughs> Obviously, not something that I did before either. <laughs> so, you say the word like kind of as a filler, like when you're thinking, a m a yeah, as a filler, as a replacement for well or uh, I think you know, it,、mm. it takes the place of the English words that I would use,、mm. but in my brain, it's become the first reaction, the first thought、mm. instead of the English version. I see. Yeah, that, that it happens a lot, I find, with this. Ma, or I say, like, kana.、Mm. <laughs> something, something, kana. <laughs> I say that a lot. <laughs> If you're getting loose, you're confident about your saying, and then at the end, kana. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's really useful, actually. So, It, it, it expresses my feeling maybe in a way that's hard. It's a nuance that's subtle and、mm-hmm. it's, it's a little difficult to express in English, I think,、uh... in, that, in that case. But yeah, these little words here and there, I find the Japanese versions have taken over、mm. the English versions for me.、It's、interesting. The convenience, like kana, maybe English, we have, say, we have to say it might be blah, blah, blah. So you have to decide in the beginning of sentence. <laughs> yeah. But in Japanese, you can say, you know, start as a usual sentence and then at the end put kana and then can be.、Uh-huh. <laughs> so now I'm saying the full sentence in English and then at the end, kana. <laughs> <laughs> I use it the Japanese way, but apply it to English. It's so funny, <laughs> but it's very convenient. <laughs>、mm. Do you do that to someone who d o n t know Japanese? Oh, that's a good question. No, I don't. I don't believe I do. If I'm talking with my family, for example, I don't find myself doing this.、Mm. But if I'm talking to people who know Japanese, I will do this. I see. That's a good question.、Mm, that's really. So you switched, or how to say, like a differentiate automatically. Oh, now yeah, I can it's, use it's, kana. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not really a conscious decision. It's just something that happens.、Mm-hmm. It, it adjusts depending on who I'm talking to. 
But I will say I do notice sometimes, even if I'm speaking to native speakers, instead of saying like, "Uh uh-huh, or yeah, I'll go, "Mm," or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Because even, even though you don't understand Japanese, you can still get the idea, I think. Mm. Like that. (laughs) I think for me, I still use Japanese all the time. That's really interesting. But yeah, it's (laughs) that that subtle one where it's like you can get the meaning regardless of the language you speak. I use Mm. it even I catch myself using it even with people who don't know Japanese. But the ones that are a little more complex, like kana or something, I don't use with people. I see. Can't understand Japanese. Mm. (laughs) It's really interesting. Very interesting. So the last thing that I want to talk about is kind of tangential from what I've been discussing. Um, It's about pronunciation. Mm -hmm. And I found that even though I'm surrounded by Japanese, I hear Japanese all the time. My English pronunciation is not affected Mm. at all. But when I used to study Spanish, when I was a student studying Spanish in school and I had a lot of friends who spoke Spanish, I did notice my pronunciation get affected by that. Well, but it is not affected by Japanese, even a little bit. <laughs> huh. I don't know why that is. I would we would have to do more research on it, but <laughs> I find it very interesting that my pronunciation does not change at all from Japanese to English or having like Japanese does not affect my pronunciation, but Spanish did. Mm. My English pronunciation, I mean. So at that time, sometimes you speak English, like little Spanish accent. Especially if I was talking to Spanish speakers. Yeah. Mm. I would, it's, it's a kind of code switching, I think. You adapt, adopt their accent a little bit to make the communication flow more easily. But somehow in Japan, like with Japanese speakers, this does not happen to me at all. Mm. <laughs> It's really, I, I don't know why I can't explain it, but it's, it's a very interesting observation that I noticed. I thought would be fun to share. Mm. And then you use more Japanese compared yeah. to the time you use Spanish. Before. I think, I think I had studied Spanish for longer at this point, at this current moment, than I have been intensely studying Japanese. Like I'd studied Spanish for years and Japanese I've only studied for a couple of years, seriously. Um, so I don't know, maybe that has something to do with it, but yeah, it, it, I never have issues holding on to my, uh, like accent. I can always speak very clearly in my American accent. It's never, it never sounds Japanese unless I'm trying to sound Japanese <laughs> for some reason huh. like katakana English for example I can sound like that <laughs> but I I put in effort it's a conscious decision whereas when I was studying Spanish it was not 
really a conscious decision for my accent to change. I just noticed it happen when I was around other Spanish speakers. Mm, maybe it's, uh, but the funny thing is Spanish act, Spanish sound and Japanese sounds are very similar. In a lot of ways, yes. But I think overall, phonetically, Spanish is closer to English than Japanese is. Mm. Maybe that's why. Mm. Maybe it's easier to do. Um, I don't know, but I found this just fascinating. <laughs> that yeah. I never, I never have issues. Like I never change my accent consciously or unconsciously to sound like more Japanese. That's really interesting. I'm more interested in like a quant quantitative research, like uh-huh. maybe like hundred people. Yeah. Checking their accent. Yeah. I would love to know more about this if other people find their accent being affected more by one language than another. Mm. I didn't expect this at all. But when I was really thinking about it, I realized I never sound Japanese (laughs) when I speak English. (laughs) But I did sound like a Spanish speaker sometimes when I was speaking English and studying Spanish. Mm. So. I don't know what that is, but it's, I would love to know more. <laughs> I keep saying this, but it's really interesting. <laughs> we might have to do more research on this in the future. <laughs> Maybe we'll come back to this someday. <laughs> anyway, yeah, these are all my results that I had to share. You mm. asked some really good questions. I hope you found this interesting. Thank you and- for sharing. Yeah. I really enjoyed the result and then. You know, it'd be nice someday we can do father research. <laughs> sure, I would love that. Anybody want to fund us? That would be great. Um, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> anyway, I would love to hear your results if you're ready to share them. Yeah. So first thing I want to mention is I get, how is it? Uh, I forgot which word can be katakana words and which word is just English. So since Japanese has a lot of katakana words, so for example, like a respecto, cafe, mm-hmm. trauma, mm-hmm. and even recently some people say vibes. <laughs> really? Or, yeah, like vibes. vibes yeah. Or, Chill, chill. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like chill, chill. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one. That one's becoming more common for sure. Yeah, so I was surprised when I heard those as a katakana word, and I feel like, oh, that's easier for me. Then I don't have to, you know, try to find how to say in Japanese. You know, just use when I use like English but of course some words still only English or if I say it most Japanese don't know what it is yeah and katakana words are notorious for they sound like an English word but actually they're used in a different way Mm -hmm. right we've talked about this in the past with something like kuremu or something Mm -hmm. that has a different meaning so Mm -hmm. Even if it's katakana and it sounds like English, you can't assume that you can just use it directly the same mm-hmm. way. 
Yeah. And for example, size like at McDonald's, mm-hmm. Japan we say SML. Yeah. But in English, small, medium, large. Right. So that kind of thing, I get confused. Ah, which one I should mm-hmm. use in Japanese? Especially if its word is completely different, I remember. But if it's similar, I sometimes cannot. Uh, get it at once mm-hmm. and that's not yeah that's not something I would have problems with on my side of things <laughs> mm, yeah that's probably I, yeah <laughs> that's really fascinating is it is it Japanese is it English is it both I don't know <laughs> it doesn't help that new words like you said are constantly being added and adapted into Japanese so it's hard to keep up with (laughs) yeah that's fascinating yeah and next thing is maybe a little similar and also I think Sadie said similar thing some words I cannot comes up in in Japanese Mm. like if I have a time it's totally fine. But in when we talk, you know, I have to say like uh, instantly. Mm-hmm. I have to say instantly the word, but it's hard. It's not the word itself. It's not that difficult, but I feel these words are more common in English, but in Japanese, it's not that common. Mm. So for example, yeah uh picky picky uh or it's kind of similar selective uh-huh i think なんていうか日本語で、あ、エリゴ飲みする? <laughs> yeah picky picky is a lot easier <laughs> yeah and then i we have word but i feel like we don't use that often like american use picky mm. or selective Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, there's some sort of difference in frequency. So it's it, it makes sense, right? Whatever you use more frequently is easier to recall. I mm-hmm. think that's a basic kind of concept. But it's interesting that even though Japanese has the word and has the idea, mm-hmm. it's just used more in English. <laughs> yeah. Like one is easier to say, like piki versus erigonomisuru. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> And second one is maybe cultural things. Mm-hmm. Maybe more picky people in US. <laughs> I don't think that there are more picky people. It's just picky people are more outspoken than in Japan. <laughs> that's what I think. That, that's a good way to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe people more talk about like a yeah. picky thing compared right. to Japan. Yeah, I think so. And one more thing it's hard to uh, comes up is grocery shopping. Grocery shopping. Yeah. So we have word in Japanese, kaimono means shopping. Shopping. Yeah. But it's not necessarily buying grocery, like a food. Right. Right. You would have to say like supaniku or something. Yes. Supaniku. 
ドラッグストアに行く。Yeah. Otherwise, you have to say the place. Yeah. Not, there's not like, yeah, it's hard to translate that one. I agree. So, but grocery shopping, grocery, we use a lot in, in English or in US.、Yes. I mean,、yes. Japanese also use, of course, they do grocery shopping, but I think people just say, kaimono ni iku. Demo, sometimes if someone says, ah, kaimono ni ikimasu, then kind of we have to clarify, are you going to mall or are you going to supermarket? Right. But he in US or English, if we say shopping, it means usually going to mall or like a shops, not right, right. supermarket. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I, I always, not always, I usually have to explain the idea of grocery shopping to、mm. students when I'm teaching English. They, like,、uh, like we said, we have to specify the place. So, to the supermarket, I'm going to the supermarket, which you can say in English, I'm going to run to the store.、Mm-hmm. If you say store versus mall,、mm-hmm. I think that's a good comparison. I'm going to the store, I'm、mm-hmm. going to the supermarket, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the idea of grocery, grocery shopping、mm-hmm. <laughs> is hard, it's tricky.、Mm-hmm. I think if we look up a、uh, dictionary, grocery, Said grocery means uh, zakka or something. I don't even remember the translation to be honest. But I'm sorry. we barely use in our daily life as a Japanese. So,、mm. I mean, you can use, but it's it's more, I don't say weird, but it's not natural. Yeah. But grocery in English is very natural, like very every natural. time. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like grocery or grocer, this concept is quite old.、Mm. Like the origin of these words, this word goes back, way, way back. And it, somehow it still exists and survives、mm-hmm. <laughs> in modern, modern English. But it seems like in Japanese, that idea kind of died out and was replaced by something else.、Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in English, it just continues to exist.、Mm. And be used. I don't know why, but that's a very interesting observation. Yeah. So these two points, you know, the one part, the first part is I get confused which one is katakana word.、Mm-hmm. And the second one, I cannot come up the like, right word in Japanese. And then when I told my sister, like she said, oh, don't pretend like Americans. <laughs> <laughs> you're still Japanese, and then you're like a first language is Japanese. She's just making fun of me, but、sure. I didn't pretend. Just that's just、hard. what happened, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm not trying to be American or I'm not trying to be Japanese. These are all things that are unconscious choices, they just、mm-hmm. happen. Our、mm-hmm. brains just do them without、mm-hmm. thinking, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. She's yeah, you about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then、yeah. the last one I want to mention is sometimes I get confused with what is a subject,、mm. especially in in the story. 
when when someone talking to me story and then there are a lot of characters in it mm-hmm. in Japanese language it's often we omit subject right if it makes sense I mean the person I think for them it makes sense even they omit the subject but I feel for my like my sense of like a getting subject is getting bad Mm. so I'm not sure maybe the person was not good at talking maybe (laughs) I mean that's possible yeah they should say more subject to to be clear but I needed to ask a couple of times oh is it this person or is it that person who Mm. did it who said it you know that kind of thing is it just because they're using pronouns instead of names or what what part of it is confusing you that's hard to recall removed I don't remember exact sentence what they said Mm. but like they just removed and I don't know like I didn't have this kind of issue before because I don't know maybe this is just but it's not only one time it happened a couple of times I experienced with different people yeah so I think in my like uh, brain maybe I depend on like more logical way because English always you know need to give subjects so I can't I you're starting to appreciate the detail (laughs) the importance of detail (laughs) yes (laughs) thank you (laughs) this is something I'm happy we're recruiting you to the (laughs) to the clear side yeah Japanese is full of vagueness and like intentional ambiguity yeah we've we've talked about this several times before I know because it's something that still drives me crazy (laughs) as a as a native English speaker but I see that you're now starting to appreciate (laughs) yeah what knowing the detail is yeah especially complicated things several people appeared in the story it's really difficult so usually we can just consider the light before subject was the next sentence or next next sentence subject Mm -hmm. but kind of I feel like I wanted to make sure my understanding is right oh yeah so this person said it so this person did this you know I'm started to doing that kind of thing that's really really interesting I'm (laughs) and I'm thrilled I'm so happy real (laughs) I am because this is one of the most difficult parts of Japanese I think is just having to pick things up through context clues and guess Mm. and just you know assume that what you're thinking is correct right it's not often when you stop and clarify you're just like go along with it in Mm -hmm. Japanese and be like okay or maybe if they're not telling me who it is, it's for a reason. And I just have to, you know, go along with that too. But in my opinion, more detail is better. It mm-hmm. just 
improves your understanding of the situation and yeah i'm i'm happy <laughs> <laughs> good <laughs> i'm sorry because it sounds confusing and frustrating a little bit for you but i'm also no, happy. it's okay just it's really interesting like yeah sounds like i'm really like a neat person i felt but mm. maybe this is how a lot of like japanese learner feel like when they talk to japanese people so that's good for me to know like third perspective as a english uh, as a japanese teacher because i wouldn't know if i don't speak english yes yeah i think now you can better put yourself in our shoes and see what it feels like mm-hmm. oh my gosh this is this is really confusing or hard to follow or yeah so now maybe you can teach your students techniques or strategies and how to figure out what the heck mm-hmm. people are saying <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but that's really fascinating thank you thank you yeah Oh man, this is really fun and I'm glad we did this. It was not easy to collect the data, but <laughs> it was fascinating to hear our results and how everything's a little bit different. Mm. Um but yeah, I I really enjoyed researching and I would be happy to do more in the future because yeah, it's definitely. fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think we learned a lot today about ourselves. <laughs> Yes, I agree with it. It was really interesting. And then I think I wouldn't realize it if I didn't pay attention. I kept doing this kind of thing, I guess, but nobody told me or some part is like my uh how is it? My like a process in my mind. So mm-hmm. nobody knows, but it was really good realization to focus on what I'm saying or what I'm struggling with. Mm. so you sorry you weren't corrected either by anybody when you were speaking kind of in a different way no just my sister teased me teasing you okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to show too that like you don't have to speak a language perfectly to still be understood mm-hmm. right even as native speakers and we're making these kind of odd mistakes sometimes we still get the point across without <laughs> having flawless grammar mm-hmm. or pronunciation whatever it is it's okay so i just hammer home that point you don't have to be perfect it's fine yeah <laughs> yeah i oh, totally man. agree <laughs> mm. i well thank you for experimenting with me <laughs> thank you i hope to do it again sometime <laughs> and thank you for listening thank you so much we hope you enjoyed see you next time Bye. If you enjoy listening to our show, please consider leaving us a rating or comment on your preferred podcasting platform. If you have any questions, comments or suggestions, feel free to email us at foreignexchangeprogrampod@gmail.com. We'd love to get some feedback from you all. You can find us on Instagram as well at foreignexchangeprogrampod. So feel free to follow us on there, send us a message and get notified when new episodes are released. Thanks for listening.